This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today, I've titled my podcast, Now is the Time. God's building process has started. God often uses the metaphor of building, for example, a house, to teach us about our life in Christ and to teach us about the body of Christ and how it functions together. The body of Christ being all the true believers, whether in your town, in a small group, or the whole world. We are all in a process of being built individually and as a group of believers. It is important to study this to help us join the Lord in our growth as a believer in Christ. So I want to talk about the construction process of a believer, and I'll touch on the importance of our part in the body of Christ. When we were born again, or born in the Spirit, it was a supernatural event. We have been translated from the power and reign of darkness and placed under the authority of Christ. Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In order to get rid of this sin nature, we have to be born again and become a new creation. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 5.24 Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. The Bible uses the word crucified past tense here. This is a brutal death. Just think about it for a minute. Jesus hanging on that cross. No mercy. The old man has to die. This, to me, sounds intimidating, but God has taken care of this for us. He crucified his son for us, and through grace and mercy, he assigned Jesus to suffer for all of us. Romans 6, 3 and 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Again, this is a supernatural transaction. When we were born again, we become one with Christ, one with him in his death, one with him in his resurrection, one with him in his life. This new life is given to us by the presence and power of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit is the life of God in us. He is effective. No matter how we feel or what circumstances we might be in, He will be with us forever, giving us eternal life. Just a quick sidetrack. If you've not been born again, or are not sure that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, you need this assurance. There are two main points here. Either you do not have the Holy Spirit living in you, or you do. For those who are not born again, that has to be your focus. Check out my podcast on 
important news. If you have been born again, but you're not sure that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, it's Bible study time. Read the context of the scriptures that we've talked about and that I will point out. I've listed these in this podcast for the purpose of helping you. And learn what God has done for us. It is an important matter. It's not a matter of feeling. It's a matter of knowing what the Bible says and taking it by faith. The feelings will come later. Ephesians 1, 13-14 Having believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Romans 8, 11, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. What an inheritance! Jesus died in our place, and God supernaturally places our sin nature on the cross with Jesus, removing the power of sin from our life and giving us resurrected life. The catch is, we have to know this and choose day by day to live with this gift in our life. Matthew 7.24 Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. You know the rest of the story. The rain came down, the winds blew, but that house stood in the storm. Of course, the opposite is true. If we ignore God's word and his commandments, our house or our life will crash. I've witnessed both sides of this parable in the lives of people close to me. I've read about people on both sides, and let me tell you, these words bring true time after time. This truth becomes visible, especially as people age. Let's read some verses. Jude, verse 20. But you, dear friends, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Acts 20, 32. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance along with all who are sanctified. Two main points here. Build yourselves. That means you have a part in this building process. Also, the Word of God has power for building your life in Christ. I've been in the construction and facility maintenance business for many years, and the most important part of a building is the foundation. You can have strong walls and a great roof, but if the foundation gives way, both the walls and the roof will give way. As in the parable, we are to build our life on the Word of God, a solid foundation. One of my brothers just built a house, and its foundation was on a rock. He had to carve out that rock in a mountainside in order to get the foundation laid. That will be a solid foundation for that house. Jesus, his teaching and authority has to be our solid rock foundation. 
1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Matthew 16.15, Jesus is asking his disciples, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is really the key issue of the foundation of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the spoken of, the the prophesied Messiah. Throughout the Old Testament, it was written about him that he would come specifically in specific ways. Many prophecies has he fulfilled. God would become a man. No other religion in the world acknowledges that Jesus is God in the flesh. The Creator has become a man. Not even Christian offshoots like the Mormons or Jehovah Witnesses believe that Jesus is God. Many once strong Christian groups no longer adhere to the fact of Jesus' deity. Not one of man's other religions understands that Jesus is God. Not the Buddhists, Hindus, or Muslims, etc., etc. Some might say that he was a prophet or an excellent teacher or maybe a good man. But if our foundation is not secure, where do we stand? How long will our building last? Back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 12. If any man's build builds on this foundation with gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. In this verse, the day signifies Christ's return and judgment of believers. Listen, remember what grace God has given us through Christ. Christ paid such a price. He was mocked, beaten almost to death, crucified by those he came to save. He had a purpose, to free us from the power of sin and give us a new eternal life with him. The price was paid, and then he rose from the dead. He has done it all, and this foundation is firm and steady. Now, we have to make some choices. With this great foundation laid right in front of us, how will we build on it? The Bible gives us some building blocks, gold, silver, or expensive stones, wood, hay, or straw, and tells us to prepare for a fiery judgment. I'm not talking about heaven or hell. That's already been decided and and taken care of for us who are born again and living for Christ. Gold, silver, and precious stones, they don't burn and can go through a fiery judgment. Yet wood, hay, and straw will burn up and we can suffer loss. I know a guy who lived in fear and enjoyed the pleasures of this world. As he grew older, the pleasures turned to addiction, and soon he was miserable. Even in his latter years, he still took no stock to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. His last days were pitiful, full of pain, confusion. He finally surrendered to Christ just a couple of weeks before he met God. I was saddened by his wasted life. 
And though he turned to Christ, at the end, he had no time to build on the rock. This and other testimonies have compelled me to build with gold, silver, and costly stones, to the best of my ability. Gold, silver, and costly stones are a symbol of obedience to God. Therefore, we must know His Word and listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's counsel and direction. So, there's another building going on. All believers are called the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12.12 says, The body is a unit. Though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. God is busy. He is helping us to build our life on the principles of Christ's teachings, his death and resurrection. But he is also building us together like a human body. Many parts are working for the same goal, love and unity being our connectors. We are more than just blood relatives. We are spiritual relatives who will live together forever under the headship of Jesus Christ. We have the same Heavenly Father, Savior, and Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We have all been given the same salvation, heritage, and commands. We are all God's sheep. The Bible is full of the need for love and unity under the sovereignty of Christ. We are to consider others' needs more important than our own. To be wronged by our brother or sister in Christ before going to the world's court systems. This list goes on and on. And so does the building of the body of Christ. But we must join God in this building process, both personally and corporately. Many people are difficult to deal with. I understand that. There's going to be misunderstandings and offenses will come. If we are mature Christians, we have to uh, take up the task of helping and teaching the weak, younger Christians. This takes humility and the mind of Christ to assist in the building of the body of Christ. Let me review a couple of uh, spiritual disciplines in no particular order. These disciplines have to be consistent to be effective, and for me, Daily is a minimum. Number one, read your Bible out loud whenever possible. Silently, if you can't read it out loud, you know, because people are around you. Meditate on what the Bible is saying. In other words, don't just read it real quick uh, like a textbook, but read it to understand it. 
Also, memorize small portions of Scripture. Number two, prayer. Spend time in a quiet place and talk to God and listen for His leading. Romans 8 teaches us to be led by the Holy Spirit. This is important in two ways. If we are busy being led by the Holy Spirit, we will have less time to be tempted. And we can get God's direction for our decisions. Number three, share your testimony and the gospel with other people in your sphere of influence. Listen, there's people around you who are not saved. And according to the Bible, they are going to a place without God. And there might be many reasons why they're going there. Ignorance, uh, hardness of heart, misunderstanding, etc., etc. But it is our responsibility to reach out to them. Number four, study the Bible. And this is different than just reading the Bible. There's some things that we just have to dig a little bit deeper to understand. Number five, meet with other Christians on a corporate and on a small group level. This may mean that you need to join a Bible study or uh, maybe your church has a Sunday school class, something like this. These are just a few of the basic principles for building. Like gold, silver, and costly stones, these disciplines will help you build your life on the rock and join the Lord as He builds the body of Christ together. This has been the Clean Soul Podcast. I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. If you have any questions or comments, visit me at thecleansoul.org.